0: Of the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Network. I am delighted today to be joined by Stuart Roach as we delve in to where the Broncos are at after week six. Stuart, we are now one third of the way through the season and the Broncos are sitting at two and four. It's not where we thought they would be it's not what we hope they would be your reflections on the the season to date and where the Broncos are are at
1: hugely disappointing Colin uh I'm not gonna lie um I, I'm not gonna insult our listeners by pretending that things have gone according to plan they haven't um I suppose you could argue that you know losing two games in a row in overtime um, is unlucky however there were sort of factors that played into that um, that meant that luck shouldn't have been part of the equation um, I'm really surprised by how badly the offence has struggled um, I think you know, we, we, you know I think I kind of took the mick out of myself last week um, by saying you know I say this every week but surely it'll get better uh, it isn't if anything the offence is getting worse um, so it's very disappointing. I think the defense has been brilliant. Um, I think Evero has been outstanding with his play calling. I genuinely feel very, very sorry for him and the defense. I think they have done more than enough for us to be um, five and one. Um, if the offense and special teams, which has now started to rear its ugly head, although more on that later, I imagine. Um, if if the offense and the special teams had held up their end of the bargain, we would probably be five and one and we would be cock a hoop we'd be all thinking that we're well on the road to the playoffs and we can actually probably challenge the chiefs for winning the division um but the offense has been wretched it's been absolutely wretched and i don't think there's any any other way to describe it um the red zone inefficiency is now i think becoming the sort of the butt of jokes around the nfl and the incompetence the poor play calling the penalties um, and sadly as well, Russell Wilson's play now has become sort of, you know, you see p- various different accounts on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram taking, you know, shots at him. Um, you know, uh, the let's ride thing has become sort of a, a, a laughing stock now to the point now where poor Russell didn't even say it after the game of the other night. So it's been, a, it's a, I, I'm really surprised, Colin, and I'm very disappointed by the way things have gone. Um, and I think we're now, we're two and four, as you say, we're, we're pretty much a third of the way through the season. Um, and things are are pretty bleak. They're, they're, they're not, you know, I think it would take a minor miracle for us to make the playoffs at this stage, which I really didn't think I'd be saying after six games. Um, the, the odds are not stacked in our favour whatsoever. I'm, I'm not sure, Colin. you're a, a great man for stats and I'm sure you'd be able to find one. I don't know how many teams have gone two and four over the last couple of years and made the playoffs, even with an expanded um, you know, playoff berth with the extra wild card. Um, I think we are really up against it. And we're now at a stage where I am genuinely fearful of a game against the Jets at the weekend. The Jets are coming in in red hot form. Um, they're the team in the ascendancy and we're a team that's bumbling around like a couple of lads trying to find a late pint um, after their local is closed and uh, they're going from one spot to one spot in Leeson Street and getting kicked out. We don't look like we have a clue what we're doing and if anything, things look like they're getting worse. Um, So yeah, sorry for being a a Debbie Downer, but uh, I, I, I just have found it very difficult to to get my head around the way things are going, and sadly, I recorded the game the other night, Colin, because I, I had too much to do the following day. And I have to say, once that game went to overtime, not for one moment did I think we were going to win it. I really didn't. I, I I just think now I've lost faith in the offense. Um, I've lost faith in Hackett as a play caller. Um, and I think Russell Wilson is struggling hugely at the moment. It's been very very disappointing.
0: Yeah, I think disappointing is exactly the the word, Stuart. Um, in terms of what I can see, it was for back in the twenty twenty season, it was eleven teams had made the playoffs after starting two and four. So it it is possible, but the there I think there are so many issues and. Uh, there are concerns and some of them are minor. Um, you don't like it, but yeah, the, as in the Broncos becoming the butt of the, the joke, um, which is obviously something you, you don't want to see, but that's something that could turn around quickly. Um, but but it, it has certainly been a factor all across social media uh, over the, the past number of weeks and every week you hope it will change and, and it doesn't. And even when it was announced that Amazon were going to do the game on Black Friday beginning next year. there was yet more jokes. For me, I suppose looking at um, Russell Wilson and there's been an awful lot of, of talk around the league about and, and just from national writers, local writers, everyone talking about Russell and what the problems are. I think there are I think they're multifaceted from where I'm at in terms of the coaching staff, The Russell Wilson factor himself and also what the league has started to do um, in in terms of we, we see the league basically taking away the deep ball which was Russell Wilson's trademark that's what Russ did really really well and the for the majority of his career Russ was able to scramble, then look up, and then he had the the, for the receiver. We know how good he throws the deep ball. We've seen some aspects of that this, this year, but a lot of that, once JC Jackson went off against the Chargers, that was gone. They rectified that situation, and that's a, a player they obviously picked up in the off season, who they spent a lot of money on who hasn't lived up to expectations thus far. They've got to try and figure that one out. So I I don't know how you fix it, though, because the entirety of the league is gone to this kind of Vic Fangio, um ty- st- style of system where we're going to just take away the deep, deep ball stuff. We're going to force you, instead of going down the field in eight, nine plays, we're going to force you to 16, 17 plays to go down the field. And we figure that... There's more of an opportunity that you might make a mistake or, you know, we might capitalize on something or defense will come up big. So the Broncos have to find a way to overcome that. The, the running game is, is an area where, you know, we, we need to see that. And I know Troy Rank was speaking during the week and he raised um, an interesting point that a lot of the teams running a sort of a Mike Shanahan-style system are struggling this year um, when you look at the rams when you look at the 49ers when you look at the the packers um, they're they're all they're all struggling a little bit i i would point to the fact that each of those teams have equally had some some level of change right so you had mike mcdaniel leave the 49ers you'd kevin o'connell leave and obviously with the packers and ourselves they're kind of interchangeable I, I yeah we have seen Mike McDaniel's team probably be the most explosive now given that they have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle but equally there were a lot of questions around Tua um, coming into to this season they've hit a bump obviously in the past uh, couple of weeks with Tua's injury and and missing time I'm very interested to see what the Dolphins looked like with Tua coming back um, this week in terms of, of the, 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 defense. Yeah. The defense has been fantastic. Um, I think the, the, I, I wonder if some of the penalties that we've seen and, and some of the DPIs on, against the charges in particular felt very harsh, but there have been a significant number of penalties. I wonder if some of that is frustration, if some of that is looking to, to make a big play because they feel That's the only way that they're going to to score points. But in terms of of the coaching, it is very, very concerning when you you lead the league in the number of uh, penalties that is not not somewhere where you want to be. And obviously, the the line has, has struggled. And prior to Bowles' injury, the line had actually been you know they've been together right there there had been issues but the, there had been stability across the, the line more so than many other teams but they just haven't performed and again where does the, the blame for for that sit um i i, I suppose stuart you know there were obviously um a significant number of, of talking points that came out from the, the chargers game and i know a lot of the other um podcast on, on my live report will, will have talked about the, the game um, in detail during the week I suppose I'm just wondering for, for you having watched it you know as I said you, you knew once it went to overtime that we weren't winning but I'm wondering were there, was there anything else that um, stood out to you what one are one or two takeaways um, that you know things that you think need to get fixed? Be, um, for us to, to win this game against the Jets. You talked about, you know, the, the worry that you have going into the game against the Jets. And I get that given the Jets have won their three road games. So I'm wondering what what are the things that maybe concerned you from the Chargers game?
1: I think, um w- w- one of the things for me, and you kind of touched on it there a moment ago, was basically teams now just play bend but don't break. Defense against us, and even defenses that are not very good defenses play bend but don't break. So you know most of our listeners would know what that is, but that's effectively, as you said, cut out the deep ball. Don't let anything get beaten. You know, don't let yourselves get beaten over the top. It's almost like retreat to the the twenty yard line and then stiffen. <coughs> Excuse me. So I I think that to me says a lot. It says that that the word is out on us. People don't expect us to score touchdowns in the red zone. Um, and as we sort of mentioned previously on this, if you can't score touchdowns in the red zone, then you, you, you really are, you know, you're having, a, you're having a hope in this league. That's the, that's the harsh reality. Um, I found it very peculiar, Colin, and I know it's been kind of a talking point um, amongst Broncos country. And obviously there's a trade deadline looming. I found it bizarre um, what happened with Melvin Gordon the other night. And I know that Melvin Gordon is is, and this is putting it mildly, a divisive figure uh, amongst Broncos fans. But Melvin Gordon is by some distance the best running back out of the three running backs that were on the Broncos active roster on Monday night. Um, he's a better running back than Boone, and he's a better running back than um, sorry Murray. Right, um, so I. Did not understand why Melvin Gordon was effectively benched for three quarters of that game. I know he's had fumble issues, um, and I know that's something that perhaps you know you can never shake off. But like, I I, I didn't understand that. To me, that just smacked of cutting off your nose to spite your face, um, because it didn't look like Melvin Gordon did anything in the game up to that point to warrant it. So Melvin Gordon starts the game. He had like three runs for eight yards or something like that, which obviously is nothing particularly to be impressed by. But then suddenly he was sat down and and I don't know why did he miss a block um, that got Russell Wilson killed? Didn't look like it. Um, You know, you have to allow running back to build up a little head of steam. So like with a situation like that, you're kind of going, well, just cut Melvin Gordon then on Tuesday morning, if that's the case, if you clearly don't want anything to do with him, because it's not like, um, like, we, we picked up the guy from the Saints practice squad. Murray's a journeyman. He's been around. He's a decent enough running back. He does a couple of things well. But he's not going to carry the rock for the whole season. If that's the case, why was he on somebody's practice squad? I found that bizarre. And I thought, particularly as the game went on, and I know Melvin Gordon, as I said, people don't particularly like him. I felt sorry for Melvin Gordon. And now they're saying, oh, the camera's... Sort of constantly panning over to him. He's pouting. Well, what do you expect? The man wanted to play the game. He felt he could have made the difference. And also he's playing against his former team who turned down the chance to sign him to an extension. And um, if there's any team that Melvin Gordon was going to play well against, it would have been the Chargers. I found that bizarre. Um, I, I was happy to see Greg Dulzich got a touchdown. That was important. Um, you know, we've spoken at length about the fact that, that the tight ends are not featured in any way, shape, or form enough in this offense. Um so that was pleasing and hopefully Russell Wilson will continue to look for for Greg Dulcich because I thought, you know, I know he only caught two passes, but obviously that touchdown was a breakdown in communication amongst their defensive backs. But still, it's good to get the kid on the board. Hopefully he'll gain from that because we desperately need to start using our tight ends in the red zone. The, the tight end is a mit- mismatch in the red zone column. It's pretty well known. It's pretty well established. Um in NFL knowledge at this stage, the tight end should be your most dangerous weapon down there. We don't use them. So that's the thing part of it. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
0: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price, price line
1: I will say in fairness column, I know the special teams are coming under some kind of scrutiny lately, that fumble that resulted in the Chargers winning uh, in overtime in the field goal, that should have been a penalty against the Chargers, it's as clear as day that he was blocked into Washington, Washington called signaled a fair catch and he was blocked into him at least I'm pretty sure he was signaling a fair catch. And I know Troy said, oh, he didn't signal it. But he did look to me like he signaled it. And he was blocked into him. That resulted in a fumble. So I didn't think that should have stood. I was amazed that they allowed that to play. Although at that stage, it was looking like it was going to end up at 16-0 and probably the Broncos' first tie in donkey's years. Um, I think this is a. I think we're now, we spoke about this column last week. We were at the crossroads before this game. We felt that we had to win it. Uh, we didn't. We lost it. Um and I know we've got injuries, but the Chargers have injuries as well. And you could argue that the Chargers have injuries to more significant players than we do. Um, they overcame it. Um, they overcame Herbert not having his best day because, you know, Pat Sertan, they didn't have Keenan Allen. So Mike Williams uh, is not a wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two at best. Uh, Sertan completely cancelled him, but they may do. They, they Herbert got it to other players. They, they, they got the job done. And if you're looking at those two teams, even though the Chargers didn't play particularly well, you're looking at them, you're going, the Chargers look like they're trending upwards and the Broncos look like we're very definitely trending downwards. Um, and you're now at the point where you're kind of going, I'm not really sure where the wins are coming from. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really not. Like, you know, obviously I spoke, sort of touched on the Jets. The Jets are in red hot form and they walloped the Packers in Green Bay and they, they beat them easily. What you're seeing with the Jets, column is a team who has had very, very high draft picks for a number of years and those draft picks are now starting to bear fruit. So you've got now Williams, for example, is a tremendously disruptive player um, on their interior. Defensive line, which I am sure he is licking his chops at the thoughts of having a cut at our three lads. Although Quinn Miners is back, and I think he made a difference. Um, you are seeing Hall, an outstanding running back, absolutely brilliant player, and Zach Wilson is coming back. Um, you know Sauce Gardner is a smashing lockdown corner. I know Pastor Tan is a great player, and he is, but Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner looks like he's cut from the very same cloth, and I I loved his um, celebration and. In- In front of Lambeau with the cheese head. That was tremendous. I'm sure he'd be, you know, he's not the most popular player in Wisconsin. But anyway, um, so I I don't know, Colin. I I, I genuinely didn't feel that we were going to be in this situation. I I really had very high hopes for the season. And I now think we are staring on the precipice. Um, We absolutely somehow have to win the next two games. We absolutely have to win the next two games. I think for us to have any shot at making the playoffs even as a wild card team um because i know the chiefs have lost two games but the chiefs lost two games you know that they they played them again they might win them they were you know you could argue they were a little unlucky against uh the colts the bills were the better team and i think the bills are the bet the best team in the nfl right now and they're certainly the best team in the afc um i'd be surprised if the bills didn't make it to the playoffs barring injury sorry make it to the super bowl barring injury um but for us i'm not sure i'm, I'm scared about the Jacksonville game which to me beggars belief that i would ever actually come out with a sentence that included the words jaguars scared and i'm um uh, you know so I, I i'm not really sure we have so much to fix Colin. i think we could talk for 2 hours on this program about all the things that are going wrong at the moment but ultimately it comes down to the offense um and it comes down to the offense in the red zone um russell wilson now has another knock um but i i do think now we're we're at the stage where you know, we're we're kind of kind of jokingly said to you uh, on Twitter. I think certain elements of Broncos country now seem to be entering Hitler in the bunker levels of delusion when it comes to maybe Brett Rippen is the man that this offense is better suited to than Russell Wilson. I mean, that's where we're at now. Things have gotten so bad, people are actually having this conversation. I mean, you know, when we are talking when you're talking about a backup quarterback maybe being the better option, then you kind of know that the season is teetering on the brink. Um, so we have to win these next two games. Um, I'm not sure we will, but somehow we have to. Maybe it'll click on the day. Um, but we 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 have a we have a, a, a mountain of trouble at the moment.
0: Yeah, I I do think though we are fortunate to be playing the Jets and and the Jags. And you're you're right. The Jets are, are in form, and and certainly their de- defensive front could cause our line all sorts of trouble. But Zach Wilson um, hasn't hasn't looked fantastic since, since he came back. I do think they will struggle to, to score points. I don't expect this to to be a high scoring game. If the offense was at least competent, um, you know, you could, you could definitely to see us winning it. Could we lose it? Absolutely. But it's it's interesting in in a season, and and you know, we talked earlier, I suppose, about like, the, the defenses that are playing, but defenses on top this season. We're, we're seeing scoring is down across the, the board. Parity is what everyone is is talking about. Um, I, I saw a stat during the week that said that um you, you you'd have to go back, like the, they're on course at the moment. So it's 8.6. Um, is the margin uh, between um, winning teams th- this year? Um, and if that was to continue, that would be a record. Um, you you have to go all the way back to the '30s when the Bears <laughs> tied their first three games zero zero and still went on to win the championship that that year before ever before Super Bowls were a thing. Um, and that was uh, was the uh, average winning margin was ten points. So that tells you, I suppose, that the the league is in this kind of strange space at the the moment where defenses are getting the, the best. It'll be interesting to see how offenses respond to to that. And I, I take your your point on the the penalty for the 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 muff punt, but at the same time, Good teams find ways to overcome that. the The Bills should have had a penalty the other night when Chris Jones obviously tripped Josh Allen. I mean, it was blatant, and and they they didn't get it. That's what happens sometimes, especially home teams get decisions. Even though you know the Broncos fans were uh, in loud voice in in SoFi, but home teams get decisions. But you gotta find ways to to over to overcome it.
1: The Chiefs now, Column, have gotten the uh, they've taken over the mantle of the Patriots for getting preposterous hometown decisions. That was outrageous. And the fact that there was an official practically involved in that two-man collision, he was so close to the action. How can that be missed? Thankfully, it didn't cost the Bills because they deserved to win that game. And Alan was able to overcome that moment. That was ridiculous so you know you're talking about defenses being on top absolutely you know and and we like defensive football on here we have to because that's the only thing we've got going for us at the moment defenses on top is one of the trends of the nfl this year absolutely appalling officiating is another one sadly it's been really bad this year the officiating has been terrible
0: Yes, uh, absolutely, and continued the the other night with many of the, the calls. And it'll be interesting to see, I suppose, as well. Obviously, the owners group were meeting this week. Um, Apparently, there was a lot of talk around roughing the passer um, and, and what may come of that. But equally, uh, Paul Paps from the Dan Patrick show made a point, a, a point, and he'd made this weeks ago. And I know one of the uh, NFL execs was on ESPN during the weekend and, and talked about it the NFL will do everything to protect quarterbacks because they are terrified of these primetime games having back up quarterbacks go against one another. 97 of the top 100 TV shows in America last year were NFL games. It is insane, um, the the popularity, and they want to ensure that uh, con- continues. Uh, so that, that will be... Be interesting. I I do think it is. This this is a crucial couple of games. I absolutely agree with you there because they are winnable if the the team performs, but they have to perform. I I am I'm more concerned about the Jets. I would have to say than the Jags. I think the Jags have fallen off a a, a little bit over the the past couple of weeks as teams have responded to them, and the that's the nature of the league. That's what makes this so interesting. Is teams react and then how do you react to that reaction but certainly been very impressed um, with the the jets front and they made life very very difficult equally they're secondary they communicate really really well and they hand stuff off um so i do expect it to be a very you know a defensive battle and i think what it's going to come down to is who makes the fewest mistakes so we need to ensure that we cut down on, on the number of penalties because I think that could really be um, the difference in the the game on on Sunday. So, Stuart, as uh, as we move towards the, the end of um, today's uh, show, and obviously we have the Broncos coming to to London uh, next week, uh, is there, <laughs> d- despite what we've talked about and some of the frustrations, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to um, to seeing in person when the Jags take the field at Wembley Stadium?
1: Well, Colin, but, you know, obviously it's a huge honour to be able to see your team. I've, I've never actually seen the Broncos play live. Um, so that for me, you know, is is a special moment. And, and, you know, my friends coming out as well. And we started watching Denver in, you know, the 1985-86 season, purely by chance. We ended up watching it one one day after school and it was Elway it was against the Raiders. And, you know, if things had gone differently perhaps in that game um (laughs) i might have been a raiders fan so you know you got to be thankful for for mercies however small or large and i obviously you know and the nfl games are brilliant like i did see a couple of nfl games when i lived in america even though they didn't involve the team i supported they're fantastically exciting and the show is tremendous I, I think, Colin, if we beat the Jets, which, as you say, is possible, even though I think the Jets, is, as I would agree, is by far and away the harder of the two because they, they seem to be playing much better than the Jags. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Wilson, but the Jets have put a better team around them. And, and I think if we beat the Jets, then hopefully there'll be some momentum behind the team. Um, because strangely, you can still see there's a huge amount of talent on that Broncos offense. I mean, Cortland Sutton is playing really, really well. Russell Wilson is still, you know, an elite quarterback. He just, you know, he's he's kind of not. He's suffering a sort of a loss of form at an in in in, in an inopportune moment. But you know, he can get that back. Um, if we can get that, then suddenly we're four and four you know, going into that Jags game, we beat the Jets, we beat the Jags, then we're four and four. And you're looking at it and you're kind of going, okay, we're back in this now. We're in the mix, you know, because then there's a tough sort of five games coming up, but there's games against the Titans that, you know, you'd expect to win. There's a game against the Panthers that you'd expect to win. The other games, you got the Raiders, you got the Chiefs, and I can't remember, maybe the Ravens. They're they're going to be tough games, but at least four and four, you feel like you've got a chance. Um, three and five or God forbid, two and six and, and three and five, you're kind of on the edge two and six, you're done, forget about it. It's it's all over and you, you can't even, you know, look forward to the draft because we don't have any draft picks for God knows how long. Um, so I think these are crucial games and I, I, I really hope, obviously I hope we win against the Jets. Um, not only because I got a couple of major Jets fans and, you know, things have been difficult enough as it is, but God forbid, if we're getting the Mick taken out of us by Jets fans, then, you know, things have gotten really bad. And, um, but I, I do think that would be, for me, would be something to look forward to. And I think if we beat the Jets, if we beat the Jets, column, I think we will beat the Jags and I think we'll beat them comfortably enough. Um, however, if we lose to the Jets, then we're under enormous pressure and, and this team doesn't look like it plays well. This offense doesn't look like it plays well under pressure. It doesn't. Um, so I'm looking forward, I'm also looking forward to seeing Russell Wilson. Um, you know, and I think it's interesting that this year, column. I um, you know, let's let's not be too hard on on the NFL and, and the London games. But to be honest with you, the, the 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 games haven't been haven't usually involved the strongest of opponents facing off against each other over the years. Um, a lot of that's due to do with the fact that the Jags have been fairly ever present, and the Jags have been, you know, uh, pretty poor for most of their existence, apart from the time when they they should have got to the Super Bowl. Um, this year there's been some tremendous games um, and there's been some tremendous I mean you were at the game between the Packers and the Giants, that was a fabulous game the um, Giants are legit and it's great to see in fair play that they're a wonderful franchise um, it, you know it's not good to see the Giants down the doldrums and the Packers are the Packers and they've got Aaron Rodgers so I think it's brilliant that you see potentially you know a generational quarterback in Trevor Lawrence and you see a quarterback like Russell Wilson even one who's not playing well you know that's a that's a marquee matchup Um so I'm really looking forward to it. And it could be the last time for quite some time the Broncos play in Europe. So this might be our only chance to see them in Europe for, 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 for a long period of time. So I'm very excited about that, even though it's not been tremendous um, this thus far. You still have hope as a fan, you know, this is still a good team. There are still a lot of good players. Um, and I'm looking Hey, at the end of the day, Colin, no matter what, I'm looking forward to watching our defense in the flesh because that defense is brilliant and and was a smashing play caller so the defense will keep us in pretty much every game they've been in every game so far i know the raiders probably beat us by a little more than than was indicative of the match up to that point um so whatever you think about the way the offense is spluttering and it certainly is the defense is superb um so if you like defensive football you know at least the broncos have given us plenty of of that you'll get to see a, a a, a technician a surgeon in patzer you get to see bradley Chubb you get to see that pass baron browning again at another really big game the, our interior defensive line is is the joneses are are tremendous to watch um yeah so i'm looking forward to it um uh you know and it's a treat to see your team play and it's great that it's so close to home um so yeah i i can't wait
0: yeah, it will be great uh, to see the the team on on this side of the Atlantic. It is so rare that it happens, and I I do think that you know the the one thing that really puts Zach Wilson. Um, off his game is pressure you can you can see that and so hopefully um, our uh, edge rushers and the joneses can have a, a solid game on uh, sunday um stuart we will be back next week to uh, to discuss uh what, uh what what happened against the jets and to properly look forward to the the broncos are arriving in early Um, there will be a host of things kind of happening over the the course of the the week there'll be lots to look forward to Stuart and I will be back at at that point to um, chat to you you again if you enjoy the podcast please do rate and review it is much appreciated you can find Stuart on Twitter at purplehearttc I'm on there at column from Cork Um, If you will be in London at the game, we know some people are traveling over um, from both from parts of Europe, from the, the United States and from elsewhere across the globe. Do get in touch. Be great to catch up with you and should be fun to tailgate before the game. But for right now, we will leave it there. And all that remains to be said is go Broncos. Go Broncos.